You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello, everybody. I'm Johnny Christ, and this is Drinks with Johnny. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Hope everyone is safe and healthy out there. And I hope you're coming here to the podcast to check out something that's not talking about the coronavirus. Uh, we have an episode here for you with Dewey Halpus. He's a little bit of a blast from my past. Uh, he used to be in a band called Anatomy of the Ghost that we uh, toured with back in the Warped Tour days, and as well as Portugal the Man. Uh, he now has a podcast called Pure Pleasure, and it's a really rad listen. You should go check that one out if you haven't already. And uh, yeah, we just had a great chat. I've been on his show. He reciprocated and came on my show. And we chatted via Skype uh, or FaceTime, rather, uh, back in uh, January sometime, I want to say. <laughs> I honestly don't remember. But it was a lot of fun. I know we had a good chat. He did it from his car, which he does all of his pack podcasting from we got into how he podcast a few other stories of uh when we used to tour together and some uh candid guests that he's had on his show um so yeah i mean that was that's pretty much the spiel of it um i hope you guys enjoy this episode um and also head over to the drinks with johnny youtube channel where you can actually visually see this one as well um, so I guess that's pretty much it for this intro, and uh, without further ado, I bring you Dewey Helpus. Hello everybody, I am Johnny Christ, and this is Drinks with Johnny. Today I am joined by Dewey Helpus, formerly of Anatomy of a Ghost and Portugal the Man, now podcast host master of Pure Pleasure. How are you doing today, man? I'm great, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for doing the show. Oh, you bet. I see that you're in your uh, usual uh, area where you like to do uh, conduct your podcast in your car, right? Yep. Yes. <laughs> I'm in my Lambo today. Yeah, um, nice. You got the top down or what? I, I got sunroof uh, closed because it's currently raining. Sunroof so, on a Lambo. I, I don't think I've seen that Lambo. I, I, I don't recall that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's custom. Okay, cool, man. I, you, you must be rolling in the dough on that, on that pure pleasure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Making millions. Of- <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I've been uh, listening to the podcast pretty much since uh, I was on yours. Actually, not too long ago, I uh, we did a phoner and you and I uh, had a nice little chat. Um, but great podcast you got. It's over at the Jabberjaw Network, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've been listening to that, and you know, uh, you've got some great guests and some great conversations on there. I'm about, I'm just about finished with the Fat Mike one, the infamous Fat Mike episode. Jesus. 
uh, that to say the least is a very interesting conversation. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's a good one. Yeah. So you you so for those who haven't uh seen or heard this episode yet or anything about it, why don't you tell us real quick a little just a little brief thing so they could go check it out. Uh it was a I've been trying to get him on the show for a year and a half and finally got in an agreement from Vanessa at Fat um that hey, you might be able to do this on a it was like a Thursday or something. Uh, but be prepared for him not to answer and not to not to reschedule. And I was like, okay, that's weird. And called him up. It was a really he, he was taking a shit and told me to call him back. So I almost didn't call him back. I was like, this is fucked up. It'd be awful. And uh, I manned up again and called him back. And it was uh, it was interesting. It started really weird, which most conversations with Mike do. And then. Uh, we got into it and it was it was a lot of fun and but then he got i got cut off because he had another interview from canada or something that's been trying for a while mm-hmm. and he texted me afterwards was like hey man just fly down to my house on tuesday and we'll do we'll finish this thing I'm yeah like, okay so long story short i flew down to to sherman oaks and hung out in the pool in latex and did an interview in a pool <laughs> with, with mics in the pool it was yeah. and no and when you listen to the to the episode too you got a lot of uh it's really insightful, to be honest. I hadn't heard uh, Mike in any other interviews or conversations talk the way that he did in that particular podcast, other than, you know, if you had the pleasure of ever meeting him before, you know, he might open up a little bit like that, but maybe not even that much, you know. Uh, I think you uh, struck a nerve with them when you were, uh, you know, showing your musical insight to it and, you know, just listened to the Koki the Clown record that really touched you and you know, he just kind of opened up to you a little bit there, and I think it was really, really interesting and and fun listen for me. Well, that's great. I'm glad. I'm a lot of people are really enjoying that episode and kind of surprised at what was in there, and I was too, to be honest. I mean, I, I was baking in the sun for one, and kind of and and just kind of taking it in that I was in Fat Mike's pool after only meeting him, you know, that afternoon and on the phone. It's just so weird where this whole thing can take you. With yeah. Podcasts. Well, yeah, that's weird. It's super cool. I mean, I just I'm I'm just now starting my second season um, of the Drinks with Johnny podcast, and I'm learning. The fun part about it is it's this these conversations. A lot of people are like, "Oh, you're just doing interviews." It's like, no, I'm having a conversation with somebody like you and I right now. It's just it, we're riffing off each other. We're just sitting here having a getting to know each other uh, via Skype, you know. <laughs> and, and it's yeah. uh, it's just a fun, you know, interesting way to uh, to get to know somebody and put it out there and. Uh, I'm enjoying it. It seems like you are still enjoying it as well. How many episodes are you into now? Dude, I don't know. Uh, when does this come out, do you think? What? This episode? Yeah, probably. Fuck, man. Uh, maybe mid-March. Okay, perfect. So in February, which people have already heard then, uh, I'm actually releasing five uh, episodes a week for the first two weeks because I have that many back. Whoa, five episodes uh, a week. So like one a day you're going to be doing or what? One a day, yeah. And, cool. um it's kind of ambitious, I guess, but it's going to be, I need to get through that, get them out because they become more and more irrelevant as time goes on yeah. and uh, doing one a week. And I just got in the mode of doing so many. So, uh, by the time that's over mid February, I think 130 episodes. Damn. That's yeah. great. That's great. Um, so touched upon it a little bit earlier. You used to be in a band called anatomy of the, uh, anatomy of the ghost. And that's, uh, where you and I first crossed paths. Correct. Yes. On Warp Tour, back in the day Warped when Tour. we were on uh, the Kevin Says and Volcom stage and those two small, shitty little stages thrown way off to the side on the Warp Tour events. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, uh, tell a little people, uh, tell some of the people who might not know how you came into that band, what that band was all about, um, and okay. your experiences on Warp Tour, basically. Man, it was a whirlwind. Like it, we we started. Nick and Joe Simon uh, were the guitar player and drummer. The other guitar player and drummer in Anatomy. I played guitar, um, and then John Gorley uh, sang, and Zach uh, Crothers on bass. Anyways, we had started playing when we were 13 back in Alaska, and so we all we wanted to do was tour. Like We wanted to be like Green Day and, and just tour. So by the time we turned 18, we were able to move move somewhere. We decided to move to Portland because it was uh, cheaper than Seattle at the time, and we had friends here that would let us stay with them until we got to play. Anyway, so we just practiced all the time, playing, writing. Our whole style of music changed. We were just a straight-up punk band back in Alaska and got exposed to everything else when we moved down here. Um, at the drive-in, like Thursday, bands like that, and uh, the style changed, and we ended up signing to Rise Records um, here in Portland, and before the record even came out, we got bought out by Fearless, which was crazy. I don't know how that all worked. I yeah. still don't. Um, but we recorded the record with Chris Crummett, who's a pretty big producer now. It was one of his first records he did. I think he made a thousand bucks to do it. Um, and, yeah, so... Anyway, started touring, uh, got on with Fearless, and and somehow I think Fearless got us on Warp Tour, and that was that was what was crazy was was at that point, and you probably remember this too, mm. pulling into Warp Tour for the first time backstage when you've never been backstage to any show ever, <laughs> and you start driving through it. It looks like a a, a rap video almost, or like a. a any, any of those early 2000s punk video, like a messed video or something, and like people are sitting on top of their car. Uh, Tim Armstrong was sitting on a vehicle with like two girls, and we're just <laughs> driving in like the zoo and looking like, okay, there's one of my heroes, there's another one. Oh, almost hit that one. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. So we had no idea what to, what to make of it, you know? It was, it was insane. So getting over that pretty pretty quick um, and just how hot it was and, and just... I mean, Warp Tour is kind of miserable if you're in a van. Oh um, yeah, yeah. The van, I mean, you're out in the middle. You're out in the middle of the country, in the dead of yeah. summer, and you know, there's no, there's no ocean breeze from anything. <laughs> you know, it's. I mean, it's it's fucking hotter than hot in the middle of America during the summer months. And when you're in one of those Econo vans, probably got it used. You know, it's got you know a couple hundred thousand miles on it already, and pretty yeah. pretty janky. And you're just throwing it together every day yeah. and. You're not getting AC. The only AC you're getting is if you're lucky. The catering is actually indoors that day for some reason. Um, yeah, and then you just hang out in catering all day. <laughs> it's brutal. You have to get to it. It set me up for working construction that I do now because you got to get to the porta potty early before it gets fucked up. Oh, and and you also, uh, <laughs> you guys were in a van too. I think at that time. Oh, I'm not yeah. sure. Do you bust that tour? No, uh, we did uh, two or three warp tours be- before we had a bus on a van um, that we just drove ourselves around. Which, uh, if you can remember doing that too, that's another that's another beast in itself. You you you're there all day. Um, nighttime comes, you want to hang out with everybody, as you mentioned. You know, a lot of your heroes are out there. It's your first time on a big tour, and every and the warp tour community is great. You know, it doesn't matter if you're one of the bands on Kevin Says stage or. You know, one of the perennial uh, main stage bands are there. Everyone's hanging out at the barbecues, uh, at, at you know, behind after after everyone's left. So you're not leaving until about midnight. And you got to be, you got to go another, you know, three to five hundred miles sometimes, depending on where Kevin wanted to go to the next show. 
he yeah. doesn't care he's on a bus he's got a driver but you, you know you're one of the lowly bands you got to hump your gear all the way there you show up just about you know nine or ten o'clock in the morning waiting to see what time you're going to go on stage and which stage it is sometimes you got to hump and find out where the fuck you're going to go sometimes you're the first one on the on the smallest stage and you got to get your gear all the way over there set up like and try and get on on time you know and uh yeah those were the college years, I say that. I, I didn't actually go to college, so those were my college years. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I did the whole, like, uh, I used to get made fun of for this in the band because they were all, you know, trying just trying to play it cool, you know? And I tried to befriend everyone I could with a bus so I could hang out in air conditioning. So you were the smart and, one. Well, yeah. Well, I guess now. And that has helped so much in this podcast because a lot of those friends I made on that tour, I have talked to on the show or connecting with other people where uh, now the guys in Portugal still are hitting me up like, how the hell did you get so-and-so on your show? And I was like, uh, do you remember Warp Tour? Yeah. When I was fanboying? <laughs> 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 well, I guess that worked out. It's yeah. Like, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up too. So then uh, you're in Anatomy of, the Bo- uh, Anatomy of the Ghost for a while. And, and uh, what happens there before you get into Portugal? What, what's the transition there? That was weird. Like we were on a tour. We were in Florida in Miami and they just kind of decided a couple of them wanted to just go home and get regular jobs. We're tired of touring and being poor all the time. Uh, and then John and Zach wanted to start Portugal, the man, which was going to be an electric electronic side project kind of deal. And I was like, man, that's really not my style. And I was kind of pissed because I was like, man, the whole band's just, oh, we had a, uh, major label little bidding war going on. And our management at the time, I don't think understood, uh, the difference between breaking up and going on hiatus. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we broke up, breached contract, and so yeah. Wow. Then Fearless ended up putting out Portugal's record, and they kind of took over our debt. And uh, I started a band called The Burning Room, which was just a straight up, just a metallic kind of hardcore band. Okay. Uh, and we did one record on a label called Media Scare out of Hollywood there, and um, yeah, did a lot of touring on that. And then that's when I ended up jumping into Portugal, uh, kind of a sidestep into that. Yeah. So a lot of people probably, I mean. What year is this around? Do you remember? 2004 is when uh, we broke up and I started the Burning Room in 2005, I believe, is when I jumped into Portugal. Okay. So, I mean, uh, and how long were you with Portugal then from like, 2005 till? About two and a half years, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, and like, then, and the, so like, there's like getting into 2008, you know, probably starting to get, Portugal's starting to get a little bit of a buzz at this point, probably. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And then, I don't know about everywhere, but uh, definitely on the coastal cities, definitely the radio stations around here was more like two, three years removed since they had, like, the biggest song of the summer here on the on the coastal stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, do, do you feel like you kind of missed, the, you got out a little too early? <laughs> I, yeah. The joke is, like, with the Beatles. Uh, it, that's the, been the joke. It's, yeah, I was the, the, the drummer that quit the Beatles before Ringo came in. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I both, but I'm also seeing how busy those guys are, and you can attest to this because I mean, uh, you're not in a small band either. So I mean, your schedule and the I mean the amount of press they do, the amount of travel they're doing, as fun as it is, it is grueling. Oh yeah, like grueling to to fly to Europe and then have six hours of press to do when you land. I mean, things like that are insane. And it's, then the yeah. pressure of having a, a, a staff 
and you know do you guys have do you guys have one bus or band crew bus or do you guys have separate it depends on where we're at um we usually i mean at this point we the band is usually separate from the from the crew at this point okay the last i mean the last u.s tour i can't tell you how many buses we had i, I would have to count and i'd have to ask my tour manager to be honest yeah. we're, we're rolling in a, in a lot of buses and a lot of trucks now i mean we're yeah. we're going in and out of uh out of arenas and and you know like we've gotten to a point where we have, everyone has families so if we're out for a long period of time we like to get our own buses and mm -hmm. you know like we'll probably roll with five band buses and you know our our close our, our assistants and management and stuff will ride with whoever of those and then main crew and stuff are in at least two other buses i think we got we got anywhere from 30 to 40 people out with us just crew at this point mm -hmm. Oh, what's going on, everyone? Brando here. Haven't been around for a while because I am busy. You know, I'm working five jobs to feed 10 kids. And when it comes to dinner, I'm just looking for an easy way out. But there is a great thing that I have found to make my day a little easier. Factor Meals. Right now, I've got a black pepper and sage pork chop. I'm going to eat it right here on air with you because I want you to hear in real time how good this thing really is. So got a nice little sauce on it nice grill marks like this thing is ready to go mm -hmm. yeah no 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 shoot. this is some quality quality pork right here the nice thing is it's healthy the amount of protein in this meal is broken down for me on the side of the package i don't have to worry about it i know once i eat this whole thing my macros are gonna be unbalanced this is this is where i need it. this is good oh my god it took two minutes for me to microwave this thing all i had to do was sign up Meals get shipped right to my house every week. They have a wide selection to choose from. Dude, they had dill-crusted chicken. They had chili. If you want to check it out, head over to factormeals.com slash drinkswithj50 and use code drinkswithj50 to get 50% off. That's code drinkswithj50 at factormeals.com slash drinkswithj50 to get 50% off. Yeah. I know it's a mouthful, but so is this meal. So I'm gonna keep eating it because, man, this is good. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. That pressure of knowing if you woke up tomorrow and didn't want to do this anymore, those people would be, you know, a lot of those people would be out of a job. I mean, that having that pressure too is also something that you know is different than what we were used to. You know, and yeah, uh, uh, you're starting to make me think about. It. I never think about that now. <laughs> now I feel like. <laughs> Oh, there is fucking pressure. Ah, shit. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I'm sitting here just having a fun, fun time doing a fucking podcast, and now I got to think about this shit. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Dewey. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> now over here. No, and so I'm home every night with my kids, and and uh, you know doing my thing, and and still able to do the podcast and stuff, and talk to people, and and uh, still feel connected. But I don't have to put in the 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 windshield time. You know, like I don't have to to be out there. Uh, doing it like and i loved it when i did it but when i got out i was i was done like i was ready to yeah that's uh, that's that's i mean that's cool that you acknowledge that and and i you, you've said before um that this podcast is really a way that uh has you know you didn't necessarily miss the touring life but you missed that camaraderie of tour and talking to other people and getting to know other people um yeah. behind the stages and everything like that um so I think that's a really cool, and it, and it, you, it comes across when you're doing stuff, and I, I think that's uh, kind of therapeutic for you. But then also I heard your dad used to be in radio, right, in Alaska. Yeah, yeah, he did. He had a radio show. It was it was volunteer because he ran a grocery store on the island and would Thursday nights would go in, record his show for Friday afternoons called The Big John Show. And uh, 
yeah, I used to go with him and try to stay quiet while I watched him do it, and I couldn't. I had to go into this other room, and uh, it was just full of records and a record player, and I would just listen to records when I couldn't keep quiet in the in the room when he was recording. So that's where I got into a lot of like pop music. There's a lot of pop music on the island there, so Wilson Phillips and like you know stuff like yeah. that, like the real shit. And uh, yeah, so. And what island? Is, what island is this that you guys were going to? Petersburg. Sorry, Petersburg. Okay, and that's yeah. where you guys. That's where you were born and raised. I was born in Longview, Washington, but I moved okay. there when I was months old. Okay, so. gotcha. Technically not in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it Russia then? Is, is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could see it from there, right? Some shit. That's yeah. What, yeah. I Sarah Palin was our mayor and our our PTA president and all that stuff when we were there. So, yeah, she's an interesting person. Oh yeah, but, uh, yeah. So you've, yeah, you've met had, her? Have you have you it, have you had her on the podcast yet? No, I probably should. You really uh, should. But, uh, I don't know yeah. that. I, I don't think the relevancy is is there anymore. I mean, like that news is like from like ten years ago now. I think at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, she's we we could get into a conversation. I'm sure uh, that's oh, the yeah. thing that. Uh, yeah, we had to petition her to um, build a skate park because they were the cops were getting so pissed that we were skating the banks and everything else. And we told her like we have bands, like we can play shows if we can raise half the money, will you front the rest? And she said yes. And then we did it, and she stuck to it. And that skate park is still there. Oh, that's and awesome! It's badass. But yeah, she stuck to her word on that. So so kudos to her for that. But. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's about all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, now you're in Portland. Yeah. Right? All right. Cool. Um, and how many kids you got? Three. Three kids. Uh, yeah. Age and uh, sex? I have a uh, 20-year-old stepdaughter, and then uh, my son Grayson is eight, and my daughter Cora is six. Awesome. Awesome. So you just... That's amazing. So you, you have like your, your job, your three kids, your wife, and you still have time to do the podcast. Yeah. That's yeah. Incredible. Due to my wife. Being a a champion of taking care of the kids constantly. That's great. Yeah. So she's yeah she gets fried quite a bit, but uh, yeah, been able to make it work. So it's been uh, it's been nice. Yeah. Um, again, I go back to the to the podcasting. Uh, your peer pleasure podcast. You had uh, Jenny from Bad Cop Bad Cop on yeah. the on an episode uh, back in November. Um, as it stands, I'm supposed to be having her on the show. We're here in uh, Orange County. She, her bakery is just up the up the street from my house, and yeah, and we're gonna get together and 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 have a drink here and do the podcast. Speaking of, you don't drink, right? No, no alcohol. No. I mean, you 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 consume liquids. We know that you consume liquids. Yeah. You're a human being, but no alcohol. Was, was that <laughs> has that always been a choice for you, or uh, just never had any any desire to to booze it? Um. Well, I did when I was younger. I got it kind of out of my system by the time I was like 23 or something like that to where I don't think I don't think I ever I just kind of would go till it was gone and then as the band got bigger, it would just keep showing up. So like we would play a show and there'd be a bottle or two of something and then we would sell the show out and there'd be two more bottles and we were done. And it was one of those things where I never felt good the next morning, next day at all. And on tour being hungover sucked. It definitely does at home so i was kind of like man this isn't really worth it to me to have you know a few hours of i guess uh, amped up fun versus what i would normally be doing for the next day to be shitty so i just kind of stopped i said i'm kind of done with this and 
that was it. I didn't do any kind of, I don't think I was ever necessarily like an alcoholic or anything, but I definitely didn't know when to stop and I would get crazy and I'm not a small person. So things would get broken or people would get hurt. So oh like, man. See, that's the, see, that's the, that's the Dewey I wanted to hang out with though. Yeah. See, there's a lot of, <laughs> I miss that Dewey. You get drunk and I'm like, dude, you don't want to see me get drunk. <laughs> so these days you got other liquids. What, what's your, uh, you're a coffee in the morning kind of guy, uh, soda throughout dude, the day. What, what do you got? Boring dude ever. I don't even drink coffee. Uh, I don't like the taste of coffee. Okay. I never had tried it once at a restaurant when I was a kid. I grabbed someone's drink that wasn't mine, and it scarred me to this day. But uh, I'm a Shirley Temple guy. I'll tell you that right now. All right. Are you are you doing Shirley Temples from scratch, or are you just like grabbing a can of Shirley Temple? Both. I no no. I do I do it. So I'll do the grenadine syrup kind, and then I'll do where you pour the cherry juice in there instead. Oh. I can tell you how many bars. So back. There's a bar called Sin 13. I don't know if it's still around back in Houston or uh, San Antonio. This okay. was back when that tour of ours combined. Um, and so, like I was hanging with Gerard from MyChem at Sin 13, which is down the road from the venue you guys were playing. Uh, he would come over and just hang out with us on that tour every once in a while. And I ordered a Shirley Temple from one of the biggest, gnarliest biker-looking bartenders. Nice. And he just looked at me and said, are you fucking serious? And I said, Yeah. <laughs> I am. So he went and ate it, but he's all fucking pissed off about it or something. Like, like this fucking guy, is he kidding with me right now? And, yeah, anyway. So I've been known to frequent a Shirley Temple uh, in a lot of really divey bars around the country. So and get a do, lot of work. Do you Do you ask for it in a dirty glass so it seems a little bit more manlier, you know? A dirty Shirley? Yeah. No, <laughs> I should, see, this is things I should have known before. Yeah, I ne next time you're in a dirty bar... And you want a Shirley Temper, and this guy gives you a hard look. You just just remember, oh, I'm sorry, in a dirty glass. Yes. And then uh, then you'll 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 they'll, they'll steer away because then they'll just think you're a fucking weirdo. They'll be like, this guy wants a fucking. What do you want me to do? Spit in the glass first and then fucking make it for him? What the fuck? <laughs> but you just mentioned something there too. You just grazed upon something there. We were we were uh, on tour. You guys you were with Anatomy at the time, and we were on tour with uh, Mike Kim. Yeah, and, and uh, we crossed paths a couple of times there. Yeah, like five nights in a row we were in the same town in Texas or something. So, yeah, they combined. Yeah. And then, uh, like you said, you were hanging out with uh, Gerard a lot a lot of the time. This was obvious. They were uh, opening up for us, and we were in clubs and theaters. So they were, yeah. uh, I mean, this was right before their, uh, you know, big break album had come out. Um, mm -hmm. Months before. I think at the end of that tour is they released that record that I'm uh, uh, Drawing a blank on the on the fucking title of it, Sweet Revenge. Sweet Revenge, that's right. Yeah. And those songs just blew up everywhere, and then like, boom, overnight they were opening for us, and then they were just like taking off, and it was it was great to see a bunch of great dudes. It couldn't happen to oh, a, yeah. a better group group of guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so why don't you share some of your experiences uh, with those guys? Oh man, we played. I think the reason we knew each other already is we played this. We were getting thrown on shit all the time. Uh, this was like a, none of us are vegetarian or anything like that, but we got thrown on this PETA show in California somewhere with my cam, the used Goldfinger, and Stun. Okay. And so well, that's I where we, Stun. Yeah. That's where we met uh, Gerard and, and uh, uh, Frank and all those guys. And um, yeah, so we just kind of just would see each other randomly in towns. Like, oh, you're playing too? Or, you know, so... 
it's something that was just it was short-lived like we didn't we didn't spend a ton of time together but but having uh, seeing bands around the country that you knew or knew of was really awesome because it was kind of like you're in this weird sea of stuff and you find a familiar spot or a person at a gas station or I remember we ran into Hymns at a gas station. It was like Christmas. We were like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, how, how are we in the same there's, spot? There's a name I haven't heard in a minute. Hymsa. Yeah. I remember yeah. they were, We did. I think we did a show with them like when I was just joining the band up in fucking Seattle or something like that. They were, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a great, yeah. that was a great band, man. Yeah. They're fucking awesome. And they never got their due. Like, I they know. never... They would play with huge bands and never get what they deserve. Like they were so good. I wonder what, like the, a, what are they doing now? Do you know? You, you're you're closer to the pulse than me. What the fuck? You're closer Pettibone, to Seattle too. <laughs> yeah, a band called Eris. Okay, and they're fucking awesome. I gotta check this uh, out. Uh, I don't know what any of the other guys are doing. He was he was like the legendary door guy at El Corazon and and the off ramp and all that. So it went through all those different names. He worked there for so long. I think it's closing now. Uh, but he's still working security there and then touring in the off time, I what guess. What was his name again? I think you, you broke up right John, as you were saying. John Pettibone. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I'll just I'll just move it over. You know, I, I put this on Pro Tools later. I'll just move it over. <laughs> and then, I'll, and I'll, you'll have like a nice little old school kung fu overdub of it yeah. on your voice. <laughs> Fantastic. So let's get, uh, get back to uh, Jenny from Bad Cop, Bad Cop. You guys had a really yeah. rad conversation. Um and I believe, is there a record out now that you guys were discussing at the time? No, no, not that, yet. That's coming out soon, though. Um, yeah, they're for the anti-flag. Yeah, and they're, they're about to do the tour. And you Have you gotten to try any of her uh, bakery goods, the cookies or cakes? No, yet? I haven't. They, they, I'm going to be coming down there eventually. I was going to come down the first week of February. That's not going to happen. But, uh, yeah, to Orange County, try out the bakery. Um, yeah, she is one of the coolest people and i had never met her before this was all set up through vanessa from fat records and we just hit it off she's awesome and we had a great conversation and yeah right here in this car yeah and uh yeah so we keep in touch and and uh yeah she's she i don't know if you've seen her cakes but it's insane like it's it's crazy yeah i i I have seen a little bit of her cakes to be honest yeah like it was uh uh after I, you know, uh, Sam, the guy who who uh, helps me get uh, guests on my show, reached out and was like, "This this chick Jenny from Bad Cop Bad Cops right down the street. Um, she she's super nice. I just met her at the bakery and she like already made me all these like rad cookies and cakes and they're fucking delicious. So he starts showing me here on the Instagram and everything like that, all these things. And I was like, damn, like these are really intricate cakes. You <laughs> know, like it's pretty insane." And she's a, I mean, a great songwriter. That band's kick ass, dude. Yeah. And, and yeah, just the friendliest person. Yeah. Like, she's always smiling. It, you guys are going to have fun. I, I can't wait to see that episode. Yeah. You guys should have a quick recipe or something it, it, with the drink. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's the idea. We're going to do something along those lines. That's usually awesome. what we try and do. But uh, you mentioned you're going to try and get out to California. When you do, I am literally down the street from, uh, from, from her. So it's perfect. You you got to make sure you hit me up too, and we'll, we'll yeah. hopefully I'll be in town. Absolutely, yeah. I I try to get down there a couple times a year and do in person stuff. Oh cool. Um, yeah, so I can make you a Shirley Temple in person. I could like doctor it up and everything. <laughs> like it just be like it. I promise it would be the best Shirley Temple you ever had in your life. <laughs> Dude, 
flying down there for. It costs yeah. like 150 bucks to fly there. It's it'd be a, it would be a $150 uh, uh, Shirley Temple. <laughs> <laughs> I won't charge you, okay? <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's, I, that's totally worth it. Yeah. I'll do it. So, uh, getting back to the podcast again, that's mostly what we're doing here. It's what we're talking about, you know, your pure pleasure podcast. Um, you said that, uh, your inspiration for it was kind of getting to talk to other people that, um, on on the road without being on the road anymore and being at home and everything. And then, but you touched upon, uh, you know, your dad was, you know, a DJ and everything like that. And I, I heard you speak about this before. You were saying how, you know, he had a voice for it and you started to realize that you kind of sounded like him because you went back and listened to some old tapes, right? Yep. Yeah. Old cassettes. Old cassettes. For yeah. for the kids at home under the age of 20, what is a cassette? Uh, for the kids under the age of 20 or the weird hipster crowd that's still releasing uh, cassettes for the low end. Oh, no. They, uh, the, the, the hipsters know it. <laughs> yeah. Look, look. Flip your phone around and look at that cool phone case you have that looks like a cassette or the pillows they're selling. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that they're, those are uh, yeah little little tape rolled up in a little plastic container that goes in a tape player. Yeah, you have to rewind them, you have to fast forward them, and they degrade over time. They're awful. Yeah. <laughs> so you heard, but you heard your dad's show. I mean, you you watched it uh, often when as a kid firsthand yeah. and everything. Um, he's, you know, killing it. He's having fun doing the DJ thing. And, you know, you listen back to a lot of these things. You're like, hey, I can have that voice. I, you know, I'm not a DJ, but I can talk to people. I have no problem with that. But what I want to, have you ever really considered, I mean, you're out in Portland, you know, is there a rock radio out there or any radio stations you would ever consider doing a DJ gig at? Or have you reached out I to anybody there? I would. I absolutely would. A buddy of mine works for a, uh, like a, not a college station but it's like the independent station called x-ray fm up here but he's like man you have to take all the cursing out of your show and uh, so i would basically i was on adobe radio for a while um if you've heard of that i'm not sure really what it exactly was it was weird i would send him a version of my um show cut into three pieces in an hour format which sucked because sometimes the show is two hours long and i'd have to go and break it up into three pieces send it to them and still post my regular version. And then, uh, so if I did something completely different um, that was just at the station, I would absolutely do it. But yeah. if I had to take what I'm already doing and format it for radio, that'd be difficult for, for a lot of reasons. But, yeah, I, would, I, I, I wouldn't think that. I think it'd be cool, though. I mean, yeah, I'm not you, but I think it'd be cool to do that in addition. You know, you, yeah. you go out there and, you know, you obviously have, a, have an affinity to music and, you know, talking. And it's like, kind of like the perfect two things to being a dj right yeah absolutely <laughs> i would think that i uh yeah if someone could work the controls i'd be set oh dude so yeah we, we when i was on uh we had a conversation i was on your show we we got into a little bit of the tech of how of how you record your show versus versus mine your yours is a lot simpler than mine which is why we got started a little bit later <laughs> <laughs> i just try and do like all this fancy shit i don't know why sometimes but so you said you, you sit in your car, and this is, this is where you conduct your, your podcast. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. just run it off your phone, and yep. you have a Zoom, right, that you run everything into? Or? Yeah, a Zoom H4 and a Zoom H6, and I don't use the H6 yet, because I'm worried I'm going to mess it up, so I still use the H4, or H4N. Okay. And yeah. how do you get it off your phone, though? Like That, that was oh. the question I had. 
I run my phone with the, so I've got the, the newer iPhone, I guess, with the lightning cord or whatever. Uh, that runs into an auxiliary, um, uh, auxiliary cable into a quarter inch into my H4N. Uh, and then my mic runs in. So basically, it, whatever you're hearing on my phone is, is playing into its own channel on the H4N. My microphone XLR is into channel one. And then so the guest hears me talking into the phone on my lap, like I'm on speaker almost. Um, and then the, the recorder records me through my microphone. Okay. So, That's yeah. kind of similar. It's kind of similar to what I'm running right now. That's cool. Well, so is that how you've like always done it? You said you're like, you know, currently going to be at like 130 episodes or something like that have you always ran it the same or have you ran into issues when you're doing the podcast and you have to like fucking how many times have you fucked up a podcast if you have it all where you're like oh shit i gotta go back and redo that with that guy I have or never girl. Had, i've never had to do that um i'm lucky enough uh i think we talked about it maybe on our website i think we did my cousin uh works with the fbi he's a he's a uh, audio forensics engineer oh, yeah. so he'll decode uh voicemails and shit or like weird and anyway ian mckay is when i first got like the i used to record it into my laptop when i first started because i didn't know how to use the other stuff uh then my career got me into doing it this other way that he did it which is how he still does it i think mm -hmm. uh, which i just described and that uh i got the h4n off some crackheads off craigslist for super cheap <laughs> out with youtube videos and then uh my next episode was Ian McKay, and I had basically doubled myself. I had too old of a version of an iPhone, so it, would, it recorded me through my phone and the H4N, so my voice was doubled like a robot, but Ian sounded fine. So okay. I, my cousin like, dude, I can't redo this interview. Like, the, I, I spent six months prepping and, and uh, getting this together, and uh, he was able to clean it up enough so it's listenable, but you'll still hear me sound kind of like a robot. Okay, and that, that's still up there on the peer your pleasure uh oh, yeah. archive yeah. awesome yeah <laughs> the funny one, uh, i think i mentioned it in the intro too like sorry guys like this is really bad <laughs> that's uh, that's great so what are some uh, i haven't gone through the entire ar archive yet i uh, you know um you know 100 episodes is quite a few to get through um but uh what were some uh, i mean we mentioned fat mike and jenny um and Ian here so far. Uh, what are some of your other favorite uh, podcasts you've done? Like, who are some like for various reasons? I mean, who, who are some interesting people? Who are some episodes that we should be uh, checking out that you're uh, most proud of? Okay, uh, Rachel Midori was uh, the first time she was on was in person in Orange County. There, we were at this podcast movement thing. She was a former porn star. She's she lives in New York now. Um, does like the microdosing LSD for her disassociative disorder. Oh. That's what I didn't know I'd get into it with this show is the amount of mental health and dark shit that comes out when you're talking to someone for a long time. And, and um, anyways, we touched on a lot of that stuff. That was a really heavy episode uh, where Mike Maori from Jabberjaw was, came into the room for a minute to grab something and ended up staying like 20 minutes. And then I got out when we were done. He's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, Wow. It was it was it was a good one, and so she's been back on the show since people were requesting her to come back. She's one of the repeat people, um, so that's a good one. Rachel Midori, uh, Lars Fredrickson from Rancid, awesome. That episode uh, talking about him being 11 years old on PCP, digging his friend's eye out of his head, uh, like crazy shit. It's it's there's a lot of a lot. <laughs> of stuff. Uh, 
And that's yeah. what we do it for is the crazy shit. <laughs> going to juvenile hall for using a piece of train track, toy train track to dig his friend's eye out because he was fucking with him. Fuck. Uh, yeah. It's nuts. So like, and then talking to your heroes. I mean, yeah. Uh, Keith Morris, that was a fucking weird one. He just went off and I just let him talk for the whole time. Almost. Um, Mike Watt from the Minutemen, Dennis from refused. Um, uh, yeah, so it kind of depends on the reason. Like, there's some some ones that went really dark, like Rachel, and then there's some really fun ones. Um, you know, I've had a couple comedians on, like Josh Johnson and, and uh, Emily Heller and Kurt Braunauer. And, um, yeah, Dana Gould, that one was fucking awesome and, and really fun. Yeah. So, and even that, so, like, talking to Dana Gould about Robin Williams, because they were friends. Like, how much closer can you get than that to, you know, uh, get the real story on things? And yeah. how someone... You know, yeah, so, that must be a really interesting one. Uh, yeah, Robin Williams is a huge uh, inspiration to me for for a lot of things. Just his his energy and everything is just fucking awesome. The way he passed, tragic, everything like that. So, like as you said, I never had the pleasure to meet him or anything like that. So you get a friend yeah. that's you know about as close as you're gonna get, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh no, this or all the people I've talked to that are close to Kurt Cobain, mm-hmm. like uh, Addie Schemmel from Hole. She lived with Kurt Cobain, like uh, Dale Crover from the Melvins, Buzz from the Melvins. They've both been on the show and had Kurt stories. And like, dude, people did not understand who Kurt was. They still don't. Like, he was hilarious and like he wasn't like this depressed guy. He was he was happy and fun, but you know, darkness got to him. But yeah. like, people don't understand. Like, that's uh, you're seeing what the world has shown you. You're not seeing you know what other people have seen in in behind closed doors. Yeah, so. and that's that's that that's the cool thing about the world of podcasting is hopefully uh, people are getting to see who the real person is behind all that. You know, it's, it's in a comfortable setting for, for me, I enjoy talking to people and, and even letting more stuff out about myself, even through my own podcast or doing other people's podcasts. Cause it's just, it just, you just be yourself. It's a conversation. I'm not sitting here getting grilled by a journalist or something like that. And I have to be like on my game, like, Oh, I hope I don't say anything that's going to piss the rest of the guys off or, or piss off our fans and stuff. It's like, nah, I'm just going to, I'm just going to kind of chill. fucking have a conversation. (laughs) Yeah. It's fun. It's funny. It's like jamming, you know, but not everyone can play music on a level where you can just get in a room and jam with somebody kind of similar to this, but a lot more people I think can do this, you know, where it's just kind of a natural thing. And, and, that's why I stopped the prep for, for episode. Like that's kind of my challenge now after a hundred some episodes is like, I'm just going to go into this and, and talk to whoever just straight up, no notes, nothing, you know? And that's, did you used to take notes though? Like, I did. yeah, I used to take two, three pages and I never used them. So I was just wasting time. Cause I, <laughs> not once did I have to use them. And it was like, okay, I am spending all this prep time. Like, of course I'll watch some stuff and, and I, I do some work, but I don't, I want to just be natural, you know, yeah. and that comes up and, and, you know, cause a lot of times with musicians, especially if you want to know what they do, get on Spotify now, you know, go yeah. with, pause the episode, go listen to the top songs on Spotify and come back and then hear about the person, you know, cause that's what I'm interested in. Um, obviously a lot of people I'm interested in talking to because of what they do, cause I wouldn't know them otherwise, but that's not the important part. Like it's, it's showing who they are. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And that's the cool part. I still, uh, uh, make notes m- 
pretty often. I'm still fairly, I'm still not fairly, I'm still very new to this. <laughs> I, I usually have a whiteboard and everything and I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll reference stuff, you know, and, and go back and forth. But today you were actually, funny enough, you're the first one that I do not have a fucking stack of notes on the screen right next to me. Where I was just like, you know what? I think I got this one. <laughs> we're just going to fucking chat, have a chat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we have staring at each other and like yeah oh, this so is what? great this is great this is like nice so that's the other thing about the skype thing that i've learned is, is really cool is we're literally you know if we're in a room we're kind of looking around doing all this we are literally just locked into each other this whole fucking time it's a little creepy if you think about it <laughs> <laughs> you, you want to know something completely off topic that's creepy that i noticed before so at the end of the day today i was listening to lizzo like i was saying earlier for just for just to be fun, like a guy my size on a construction site blaring Lizzo, that's fantastic. Definitely get some looks, but that's no a, one said anything about it. No, that's a fantastic picture you just paint, painted, by the way. But I was listening to a podcast with Ronda Rousey right before that. Mm. I thought I was listening to the same damn person. How have you noticed? I don't know if you've noticed how much Ronda Rousey sounds like Lizzo. I have never noticed that, but now now it's on my radar. <laughs> Dude, it's gonna blow your mind. If you could get Ronda Rousey to cover a Lizzo song, it'd be perfect. Dude, I actually, I love the Lizzo record. Like we, uh, in Avenged, we do um, every year. We, you know, we put out uh, each band member picks their five favorite records of the year or whatever. And no one else but me picked Lizzo. I was like, come on, guys, you know, this is a good record. Yeah. And like everyone else is like, nah, <laughs> I don't care. I, I think it's. You know, the first couple times I heard that uh, uh, Truth Hurt song on the radio, uh-huh. my wife's like, listen, she's all, this is, I, I get down to, I'm doing my spin class, I hear this song, you gotta hear it, and I'm listening to them all, this is weird and terrible. And then yeah. I heard it a couple more times, oh, this is pretty fucking awesome. And then I hear the rest of the record, I'm all, oh, she could sing her ass off too. And I'm yeah. like, these songs are fucking fun and good. Like, they're just, they're uplifting too. Like, yeah. You know, it's great to listen to some some deep shit too. But I'm I'm a pretty fun loving guy. Every once in a while, I just want to throw on something that just makes me feel better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I there's feel like a, that record does that. There's a playlist on Spotify called "Back That Ass Up," and I put that on at work sometimes. That is fantastic. It's it rolling. It's literally <laughs> that song. I forget who does it. The "Back That Ass Up," and then like "Ludicrous," and oh my god, it gets out of control. R. Kelly's on there. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, it's it's wild. We get some looks from these these tough guys, if you will, and they're looking at whose radio it is, and they're like, "Oh, never mind." Yeah, yeah, you're not a you're not a small guy. So that's another thing. Like when you're talking about the 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 burly looking bartenders giving you hard looks and shit about the Shirley Temple, you're not batting an eye though. I mean, you're a pretty big guy. Yeah, yeah, but that's why I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm serious. Can go ahead. <laughs> about now because that's it. You know, what kind it's of construction? What kind of construction are you in? Uh, plumbing. Plumbing, okay. Yeah. You went to, building uh, did you, you're building a hotel right now. Mm-hmm. Wow. I gotta. Yeah. I, I, I hope that I one day stay in this hotel and I can tell you how pristine the plumbing is. Yes. Uh, after I stay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll tell you, man, I was on the bottom floor and I could not hear a single flush. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Everything went down smoothly, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, and yeah, you can fuck up uh, Sinister Gate's room there. You guys should both stay there. You fuck up his room, and then I that'd yeah. be fantastic. I just gotta fix this. Do you know what the what hotel it is? Did, did they have a uh, name on it yet? Yeah, it's called Hotel Indigo. Hotel it's, uh, Indigo. Have you seen in one of those? It's a chain. 
But it's it like sounds a fan- familiar. Indigo. Uh, yeah, it's right on the waterfront in Vancouver, Washington, which is directly across the river from Portland. So uh, they're building up the Vancouver side. So they're putting this fancy hotel. There's a steakhouse called uh, El Gaucho. I love um, El Gaucho. I do. Uh, okay. I, the original is in uh, Seattle, I believe. Yeah, yeah I, I, I go to Seattle pretty often. My my uh, father-in-law still lives in Anchorage. It's where my wife was from. And okay. it's a it's a perfect middle point for us to meet, and we'll go stay at Airbnb in downtown Seattle. Oh, God, yeah. was one of the first restaurants I was turned on to there. Fucking yeah. fantastic place. Oh, I, the first time I walked into it, I felt like, uh, that. you know, are you very familiar with the, the mask with Jim Carrey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, oh, the, the, the ballroom when he, when he, like, walks in there, I was like, oh, my God, I'm in the fucking mask scene. Because it's just all, like, 40s <laughs> out and everything. Like, there's a guy playing yeah. piano. It's all dark. There, there's a stage that no one's ever on, but like it's over there. <laughs> yeah. It's just like this fantastic, and then and then you have a great martini or, or a Shirley Temper and, and a steak, and yeah. you know these steaks are fucking phenomenal. Um, yeah, El Gaucho. So they're putting one over there in the bottom floor. It's an El Gaucho, and then uh, yeah, the hotel on top, and then uh, a condo right next. Same building, so half of its condos, half of its the hotel with this big atrium that goes up, and yeah, it's cool. Well, when it's I come out there, I'm definitely gonna have to take a stop by there. Oh, Check yeah. out the plumbing and El Gacho. That's what I'm going to yeah. do. That's going to be the list next time I'm in Portland. Or, well, I, may guys- go, I may go to the strip clubs that I hear so much about. I've never been to a strip club. I can't even say it with that straight face. Um, but no, <laughs> 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 uh, I love the I love the Portland strip clubs. I will say so. I, I'll probably you know that, those are those those will be. I'll add that to my stops of strip clubs. Even if yeah. I'm not staying at the Indigo, I'm going to go. You know, my buddy Dewey was working on the uh, plumbing over there. Yeah. And I and I and I love El Gacho. So, guys, we got to go check out Indigo. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five star review. If you want to listen to this show ad free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop, and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one on one with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned, stay thirsty, and stay filthy as fuck. Yeah, you gotta stay on the Portland side or the Oregon side because Washington, I don't think you can take the bottoms off. Ah, I don't mind. I don't mind that. I, I, it's not really what... I enjoy strip clubs. I'm not one of... <laughs> I'm not one of these guys that go sit on pervert row and just like get up real close and I'm just like, you know, not having a drink, just literally there to, to stare at Gash. Like, I'm not one of those guys. <laughs> like, I enjoy the entertainment factor. I sit back, you have a couple of drinks. Um, you know, they'll usually have some sports on, on a TV in one corner. And then every once in a while, I look up to the stage, see a talented young lady uh, or maybe sometimes not so young, shaking her thing, you know, and there's, uh, it's just nice to look at, you know. Um, and I go with my wife all the time. She comes out of strip clubs with me. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, a lot of, there's a, yeah there's a lot of, like, stigmas about it, about being, like, this horrible thing, and it, it doesn't have to be. It's just, it's, yeah. it's an amusement park for adults. You sit there and you, you, you have a good time. It's, I, could either do, I could either have a couple of drinks at uh, a normal bar or sports bar and just sit and chat with a bunch of dudes, or I could also have some titties hanging out right next to me, you know, no. like, I'm going to go where there's titties. I don't know, guys. It would call me crazy. <laughs> I love that. That's I love that. That's the, the hand motion you did for that a little far apart. But yeah. Oh, well, you know, 
It depends on what part of the world you're in, you know? (laughs) I don't discriminate on my boobs, Dewey. I do not discriminate on boobs, okay? Have you been to the Acropolis in Portland? Strip club? Uh, uh, If I have, I've been kicked out of it because I don't remember. Okay. (laughs) Are you a salad bar guy? If you're in a strip club, will you do the salad bar? Oh, man, I'm usually not a food guy. I mean, I will, but uh, I'm not usually a food guy. Is this one good? Oh, yeah, it's great. The guy owns a little ranch, and this is like his, his pet project. Like, uh, So he brings his own meat in and stuff from his, his uh, place. So it's, it's good. But uh, we would go in there on lunch. Uh, when we were working at a venue, I was working at a venue in town in between tours, and we would go on lunch break and go get the steak special, and you get a steak and baked potato for four bucks. And Nice. Uh, so we Solid did that deal. like the day shift people. So it's just like, oh, like we never really even looked. And then one <laughs> day we walked in and it looked like a fucking motorhead video. It was insane. Chicks everywhere. Like it was and amazing chicks everywhere. And we're like, what the fuck is going on? It's like noon on a Tuesday. And we asked one of the girls, like, what what's happening here? Like, oh well the weekend uh, girls have to work one weekday shift a month. And so we decided to do it all together. That's incredible. That's the day to and go. It was a fucking free for all. It was insane. <laughs> and it never happened again, of course. But that was uh, one. Of it the was a mirage. You're lying to me, Dewey. I'm gonna be oh, on the on good. the constant search of this fucking daytime, fucking strip club. You fucked it me for good. life. You fucked me for life. Because now that's all I'm gonna be thinking about. I want a fucking <laughs> steak at noon, and I want the weekend crowd all there while all the fucking chumps are at work. Dude. <laughs> can make that shit happen all right, all right well, when i'm in we'll portland see, I'm, I'm gonna we'll see if up. sevenfold's filming a video tomorrow at the acropolis at noon <laughs> and, up and it won't be happening but we won't say anything about it no no, no. we just we'll, we'll set up like some gopros to make it look like yeah that's how we f- film videos these days yeah <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh record labels aren't uh, aren't aren't shelling out the catch like they used to for music videos so you know this is what we're doing <laughs> yeah good uh, yeah on the cheap in portland at the- <laughs> This is a great idea. I think I think we should make this happen. You can easily do it. Just do it. <laughs> Put it up there and just see what happens. You guys have that at your fingertips now where you can just say, you could get on the Facebook and just to fuck with everyone else. And say, Did you hey, just call it the Facebook? The Facebook. You the called Facebook. it the Facebook. I call it the Facebook and I call it the Instagram. I do. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> How okay. old are you, dude? I got to be older than no, you. You're 37? 37. Yeah. Man. Tor does something to you because I mean you've been home for a little longer. You're looking a lot better than me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in the sun all the time. I got rain up here. It's what keeps oh, your skin. That's right. That's right. Got that good. northern skin. Good gene. Yeah, it's all the El Gaucho I've been having. <laughs> Fantastic. All, all the lotion from the stripper titties would rub on my face all the time. Dude, just, uh, yeah, that's the fountain of youth right there. Yeah, lotion from the tit. Yeah, yeah. Then you come out smelling like six different kinds of perfume. <laughs> it's like when you were a kid and went in with the soda, then put the all suicide. the soda. Suicide. Suicide. Yeah. God damn, that's it. That's it right there. That's the. <laughs> it's a suicide in your kid, and it's a suicide for your marriage if you try to sneak over there and go home. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, no, that's what. That's what. See, you don't drink, so that's what we'll do. We'll go to. Yeah. The, we'll go to the. We'll go to the club, and we have to do a suicide of both kinds. Yes, and that that'll be that'll be our game for the day. Absolutely, <laughs> that, I would love that very much. 
That'd be fucking. I, I'm down. I'm down. Cool. Oh, and and when you come down uh, to Orange County, I'll take you to the one local uh, strip club that we have here in Huntington Beach. It's actually in Garden Grove, which is one of the neighboring cities, because uh, uh-huh. they don't allow them in Huntington Beach for whatever reason. And uh, this one actually has fantastic sushi rolls. Interesting. And okay. some very uh, very nice, fun people living there and uh, hanging out, and it's actually. It is literally a 200-yard walk to the house I grew up in. It is actually right next to the strip club off of Garden Grove Boulevard. Nice. So I'll, I'll take you there when you're down here. That's we'll do that. Great. So uh, last couple of things I wanted to – I want, I just curious, wanted to ask you about your uh, – you're on the Jabberjaw Podcasting Network, right? Yeah. And uh, I – you and I kind of uh, reconnected from years ago through uh, Blasco – um, who's uh, good friends with uh, Mike uh, uh, over at uh, uh, Jabberjaw, right? Yeah, yeah. How are you liking that? Like, is that? I'm not on a network. See, I'm I'm doing all this kind of grassroots right now, and I'm just I'm out of curiosity. How are you liking being on a network, specifically Jabberjaw? Did you shop your show anywhere else, or was it always Jabberjaw? No, it was uh, so Matt Carter from Emory and Mike Mowry started the network. And so Matt and I were friends from tour back in the day. And Matt heard my show and liked it and brought it to Mike. Mike liked it. So like episode three, I think we had a conference call and then brought it on the Jabberjaw. And it's been on there ever since. So um, it's gone through a couple different phases. But it's it's nice to be on a network because you have people that can help you out if you need help with uh, technical stuff. Uh, show images, that kind of stuff. Uh, my basic job is I record the show, um, and then I'll send uh, like uh, my assistant Samantha will do like the the show notes stuff. Um, she's starting to do the episode image stuff and all that. And so then the network helps by getting us, you know, um, the hosting and all that stuff. Um, dynamic ad insertion, so the ads change every week instead of being on there forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, shit like that that I don't like to worry about. So it, that's kind of the most I go to having a crew because um, I do a lot of it myself and, and the show, the actual content I do myself, yeah. but then I kind of off when it's done and they handle the rest. So it is nice for sure, but you can do it without it. No problem. That's cool. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm right in the neither world. I'm just uh, starting off season two and I'm kind of deciding what I, what I want to do if I, if I want to continue doing this. I mean, I have fun doing it on my own. I have a couple of friends of mine that are helping me and, uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if you see, uh, we're focusing more on the podcast audio side of things and we're going to be uh, releasing things uh, weekly now instead of just whenever I have an episode, which I was doing yeah. before. Yeah. <laughs> kind of funny, Learn, learning the ropes. I'm like, oh, I'll just put it out whenever. And then I look at like, people forget, man. If you don't have a weekly episode out, like people will forget. And it's like, yeah. it's this whole new world for me. I'm like, oh, okay, I got to at least do weekly. So doing that whole thing and, and figuring out this whole podcasting thing so appreciate uh you letting me pick your brain as someone who's uh done it for a while and stuff and uh speaking on um where can uh the viewers listeners at home find more of dewey halpus and pure pleasure uh any literally anywhere uh apple podcasts google play stitcher there's all these ones i've never even heard of that come up in my like like you get your stats they're like in a pie chart and there's one like Podbean and like yeah. all these I don't even know of uh, uh, Radio Public. It's all over the place. So pretty much everywhere, in, everywhere yeah. you're listening to podcasts, you put in the pure pleasure, P E R pleasure. Yeah, 
um, and it'll show and it'll show up, right? Yep. And we got yep. the cool artwork on that. Did, did you uh, did you have a hand in that artwork, or did you hand that off to somebody else? Uh, my one of my good friends, Wes. He goes by the name Wooden Cyclops on uh, the Instagram. He's like a um, uh, lowbrow artist. He just did all the tour posters for Weird Al's tour. Rad. One of his favorite people. One of his first cassettes he ever had was Weird Al. And uh, they let him do all the tour posters for every date. And then, uh, yeah, I told him I wanted, like, one of his goon-looking guys with headphones and peer pleasure written in the headphone strap. And he's like, that, I don't think that's going to work, but I got something else I just finished that I think you might like. And it was the pleasure skull that we used for the show. And, and uh, yeah, he's done almost all the artwork for the show. That's cool. Um, and you, and yeah. you have all that up on uh, peerpleasure.com, right? Peer pleasure podcast. Peer pleasure Another place to check out. And you have a personal Instagram you do, or is it like peer pleasure? To. I used to, but I forgot the password and I never logged back in. So I just <laughs> peer pleasure. <laughs> that is fantastic, right yeah. there. Yeah. I, you know, you, everyone everyone forgets the password to everything because you have to have like fucking ten million different passwords for everything. You can't use the same one twice. You can't use it in the same year. Then I like yeah. I like that you just said fuck it. I'm over it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, what i'm just gonna be this is it i've got one it's on my phone all the time and if i want to post that my will otherwise uh yeah who knows who knows where it's gonna be <laughs> <laughs> well fantastic man uh, i appreciate you being on the show and uh everybody go check out the peer pleasure podcast it's uh pretty awesome i was on there too so you can probably find that episode by the time this one's out um and uh thanks again dewey and uh hope to see you up in portland or down in uh, california very soon you bet brother thank you so much all right man cheers all right, cheers. Well, that'll just about do it for this week's episode of Drinks with Johnny. Thanks again for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, if you did, make sure you hit the subscribe button and head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and sign up for our newsletter. We have a newsletter out there that uh, is going to give you some behind-the-scenes look. Um, it comes out every Thursday. That's a Thirsty Thursday's new newsletter, as well as anytime we got a new episode. So it'll keep you updated. Um, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, Drinks with Johnny. And enjoy the rest of your week. We have uh, a very awesome guest uh, for a very special 420 tonight. That's at 4 p.m. PST. That's Pacific time. Um, I'm going to be joined by uh, Jared Watson and Duddy B of the Dirty Heads. So they're going to be on live, and we're going to have some fun. Uh, I think we're... We're going to partake in some uh, THC and some shenanigans, so it should be fun. If you're listening to this right now on a Monday, that's 420, make sure you tune in to the YouTube channel, Drinks with Johnny, to check that out. Also, subscribe and hit the uh, notifications button there. All these follows and subscriptions are free, and it's just a great way uh, to show that you're enjoying the show. And it really helps me out to get, uh, it just really helps me to get more guests on the show. So uh, if you're interested in seeing more guests, make sure you hit the subscribe button and follow us. And as always, till next time, cheers. Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road. 
Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like.